Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. RJ Choppy says we have a week 18 problem in the National Football League. Yeah, we do. Schefter posted this on social media. Uh, I'm going to give you the starting quarterbacks for the games. Just these are the, these are the confirmed quarterbacks will start these games. Blaine Gabbert. All right. Play, guess the game who they play, who he play for. Exactly. All right, Bobby. <laughs> Oh, Blaine Gabbert. He plays for the uh, Bears. I, have, I don't know who plays. I don't know who he plays for. I have no idea. We we need somebody else to have this listed out. I'll write the names off. Oh, Jeff, Chiefs. He's playing Chiefs. for Mahomes. Jeff Driscoll. I'll just accept the college they played. Half these Bears. guys played at Detroit. It's, it's, I think it's, uh, he used to be at Detroit. He used to be in Detroit. He plays for the. Uh, he used to play for the University of Florida. And Louisiana Tech. And Louisiana Tech. He's with the Browns. He's with the Browns. Carson Wentz. Rams. Rams. I do know that one. Nick Mullins. Oh, who's Mullins playing for? He's oh. playing for... Um, he played a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Minnesota, right? Minnesota. Awful. Trevor Simeon. Oh, crap. Uh, Houston? No, he's not Houston because Houston's actually got someone to play for. Jets? The Jets, I think, yeah. Easton Stick. Chargers. Chargers. Tyrod. Giants, Giants. Tyrod Cutlets. The rest of these are going to be easy. Sam Howell. The commies. Mason Rudolph. And Jared Stidham. You can also add to that. All steady. Lamar was ruled out, so you add either Tyler Huntley or Josh Johnson to the list. Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley. You can also add, that's right, you can also add Bailey Zappi and Taylor Heineke, because they'll be starting, and Aiden O'Connell. And whatever Derek Carr has left. Wow. We are up to half the league is throwing out XFL quarterbacks this weekend. This might be the worst week of NFL regular season football in decades. Like, the if you got to get by. Like, the you might have a good game on Saturday night if it's got some playoff implications. Um, you know, any game that's going to have playoff implications is fine. But even, like, a, you know, the Rams are in it. The Niners are in it. But... I'm surprised the Rams are just like, we don't care if we win this game. They, they must want the Cowboys, man. I right, give those implications. So if the Packers beat the Bears and the Rams lose to the 49ers, which is very possible, and the Cowboys obviously win and get the number two seed, that puts the Rams at the number seven seed. You are welcoming the Los Angeles Rams back to AT&T Stadium, which Brian Broaddus was catching hell on Twitter from Cowboys fans or what getting called a P word and everything else because he said that they said hey who would you least want to face he's like man I don't want to play the Rams right now and somehow that offended everyone on Twitter who was what? like you already beat him by 23 what are you scared of you P word oh it's uh, the tough the, the, the tough fan mentality well, who would who would want the Rams over the Green Bay Packers are you kidding not me, me? Give no. me the Packers, please. Yeah. So Packers Packers and Rams are two of the bigger that, – that's kind of what you're looking at right now. If the Rams win and the Packers win, you probably get, you get the Packers. If the Packers win and the Rams lose, you're likely getting the Rams. And then there are some – Is Sam Fran, did we already say that they – who is their backup? Are they playing their backup or resting people? They're going to rest a lot of their people. They haven't made it a full announcement. Hey, I don't know if Purdy's play. down. Uh, Sam Darnold would be in. So yeah, Darnold would be in, but they haven't made an announcement. I assume that – I mean, they're going to have – if they sit everybody, they're going to have 20 days off. There they, are, they, they may just think that's too much. There are some good games this weekend, though. 
Because even though sure. even though most of them are getting shut down, like I mean, you still are getting a big game with Bills Dolphins. Uh-huh. There's a lot of implications yeah. there. Texans Colts, I'm actually interested to watch. Like I do want to see that game. And so I mean, there's still some big games out there. But yeah, this is most everything is is pretty boring. But like Pittsburgh's a three and a half point favorite over a thirteen and three Ravens team. Cincinnati is a seven point favorite over an eleven five Browns team. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the spread. San Fran is favored by four over the Rams. And then the Packers are favored by three over the Bears. But yeah. please bring me the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely. I would much rather the Packers than... Uh, so is than, it basically Rams or Packers? Or Seattle. Seattle. That, is, that is the likeliest would be Rams or Packers. There's some... So, like, excluding tie scenarios, like, if there are certain ties, you could get the Buccaneers at seven, but that's so unlikely. So, outside of that, the only other teams you could potentially play would be the Seahawks, the Saints, and the Vikings. But those are those are a lot more difficult scenarios to get to. A Seattle win and a Green Bay loss, we get Seattle. Because when you talk about matchup problems for the Cowboys. Seattle's it. Remember, well, and what do the Rams have? The Rams have crazy receivers as well. Yeah, Nakua, Cooper Cup. I mean, they've finally gotten healthy. Kyron Williams is the fantasy pickup of the year. Yeah, he is. Matthew Stafford's playing a lot. Like, Matthew Stafford's playing some of his best football right now at the end of the season. So, I I don't necessarily want to go catch him. I would pick Dallas. I wouldn't be, and I would pick Dallas comfortably. But if you want to talk about you play 100 times, how many times are the Rams winning? The Rams are probably winning more games than... Seattle is or the Saints or maybe, you know, probably the Packers too. So I wouldn't want to go against them. The Cowboys did add Lyle Collins and Damian Wilson to the practice squad. So they are officially signed as some backup depth for America's team. We're going to preview the commanders and just, I just want to, I just want to make sure everything's in order. What are they doing over there? Is Ron Rivera definitely done? Who are they playing? Who are they sitting? Who are they trying to draft with the number two pick? So we'll preview what the commanders are doing with a D.C. insider at 720 to kick off the expressway here on DFW Sports Station. People trying to screw Adrian Beltre, making a media name for themselves. <laughs> yeah, you have. So right now, uh, at, follow, by the way, on Twitter, at not Mr. Tibbs tabulates all of the Hall of Fame ballots. And the, the the Hall of Fame voters, including Mac Angle, is one of them, just sends the him their ballot. Mac Angle got a vote. Yeah, you, so you had to be in baseball writers of um, baseball writers Association of America for like eight or ten years to get a vote. Once you get it, you have it until you stop being an every you know a, a member of the media. My God. So um, there's this hair club for men. Four hundred, <laughs> four to five hundred voters. I love there, Mac. Right? I'm just I'm just playing. So he has uh, 101 ballots, so 28% of the ballots are in, that he have been given to him. Eight of them have been anonymous ballots that they didn't want to put their name on, obviously. And then the rest of them are not giving them to him. They've already been in. They were due at the first of the year. Right now, Adrian Beltre is on 98.2% of all ballots. Okay. Of the 109 ballots, he is on 107 of them. So he is in. Right now, he only needs 65% of the remaining ballots to make it. The current guys that are over the threshold that would be in if it ended today are Beltre, Todd Helton at 83.5%. You need 75% to get in. Joe Maurer at 82.6%. And Billy Wagner at 80.7%. Mm. So it will be a four-person class right now. Sheffield dipped below that 75 we had last week. Uh, Sheffield is at 74.3%. He's just a tick shy he needs to be on 75.3% the rest of the way to make it. There are two, I said two, voters who did not have Beltre on their ballot. Name names. It's name names. Let's go with Bill Ballou. Sounds like a fake name. Ballou? Bill Ballou. Sounds B-A-L-L-O-U. Like or he is a Red Sox writer for the Worcester Telegram. Now, who did he vote for? Who he vote for? Who uh, he vote for? Jimmy Rollins. Tim Wakefield. No. Rest Good reference. Rest in peace. He voted for Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez. Okay. Two known steroid users. Okay. Two known steroid users. But Look, they hit if, bombs. And if you it, don't care about steroids, then I guess you can justify it. I, I absolutely agree. Uh, he did not vote for anybody else. Those are the only two he voted for. Now, 
I do think that. Didn't vote for anybody else. Didn't vote for anybody. Didn't vote for Helton. Didn't vote for Wagner. Didn't vote for Maurer or Sheffield. That sounds like a protest, like until these guys get in, you shouldn't be voting for anybody else. Sounds it. But I also think with Beltre, you know, his year in Boston was what? His year in Boston was really good. Right. But it was like the one year and he leaves. So what? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's who you cover. You know, if so you have, if, no. these, these these are the writers. The, the baseball writers have, and all all media members, Bobby, for crying out loud, Bobby. Yeah. If if you cover somebody and you don't like them, it will leave a stain forever. And some people just can't get by that. And they punish them. They use their little bit of power to punish them and say, "Well, you're not. I'm just not going to vote for you." Yeah. Like the, I would never vote for Orlovsky. He hit three twenty one in Boston. Yeah. Maybe they didn't like him. If they didn't like him personally, you know it's going to happen. I mean, there are people in Boston who left Ted Williams off their MVP vet ballot when he hit 406. Uh, and Joe DiMaggio wins the MVP that year with 56-game hitting streak. And it was people in Boston left him off their ballot because they didn't like him. Like that's, that's, that's media. Yeah, but nobody dislikes Belcher. Belcher's great. The other one was also a Boston guy, Tony Maserati of Felger and Maz, that, the, the, the talk show host. Yeah. He... Was with the Boston Herald for years. That's how he originally got his vote. And now he has kept it because you're a lifetime member. Who he vote for? Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez. Okay. Got you a little cute. Got you a little cute quest there. We're was, gonna we're gonna band together and do this stupid thing. Wasn't Maserati the same one who got suspended earlier this year I because he was? Uh, two, yeah, he, no, it was. It was Tony Maserati was the one who was suspended for insinuating the uh, the gentleman behind the guy on the Zoom screen was trying to rob him. Yeah, yeah. So that's Tony oh, is Maserati. that him? Yep, same guy. Max first Hall of Fame ballot Fort Worth Star Telegram voted for Beltre, Todd Helton, and Billy Wagner. That's it. I texted him. I said, man, you missed on Joe Maurer. He goes, everybody has texted me already and said I did that. <laughs> like, he goes, the amount of people who says, text me already and said that is the same thing. But he's a small class guy. I, was, I agree. I'm a small class Gamma, guy. I, I think, who, who was it that was uh, saying that they had mailed in their ballot by and realized the next morning, oh, I made a mistake. I left Maurer off. I meant to, some, somebody, one of the writers had said they mailed in their ballot and they realized, oh, my goodness, I remembered in reflection I didn't check his box and oh I meant God. to. <laughs> National championship prices that are taking place for that and and bowl game changes. Yeah, so the prices here, obviously, it was the game is in Houston. The national championship game on Monday is in Houston, which Alabama and Texas would have been the preferred if you want to have the ticket prices soar because obviously Houston is right next to Austin and Alabama travels very very well in the South. Well, the ticket prices, the original. During the games, during the games on New Year's Day, the ticket prices that get in the door were nearing three thousand bucks a piece. Mm. They have dropped to under fifteen hundred right now. We were talking about with fees included, these things at thirty five hundred a piece, and now they're at fifteen hundred. They are more than a fifty percent drop because Texas and Alabama missed. I mean, Michigan just had everybody had to fly out to the Rose Bowl, and now they're going to fly down to Houston. Now they got a ton of money at, at that fan base. That's it's a well, very, very wealthy fan base. And then Washington's got a good crowd too, but nothing quite like what you would have with a local team in the game in Houston. Thanks, Ted Cruz. Ruined that with the curse. Oh, he went again? Uh, yep, that's what he he's getting accused of being the curse because obviously, remember, he was showing up in Astros gear, cheering on the Astros, Rangers win. Thank you for that. We appreciate that. Uh, but, yeah, he he showed up to the game wearing Longhorns gear, and so social media was saying it's his fault. He cursed us. Meanwhile, uh, this is from Nick Caparelli, who is the bowl season executive director. I didn't know a season had a director to it, but I don't know. The bowl season apparently has an executive director. He believes that any changes uh, may not change uh, the, uh, the the way the bowl structure is until the NCAA addresses the driving forces. He says the problem is not the bowl games or the bowl system. It's the unregulated circumstances. So basically what he's saying is the transfer portal window in the fall, the early signing period, and uh, all the frequent roster changes. Hey, uh, Nick. If you want to have these games be a little bit better and not have everybody opt out, why don't you give the players a hundred grand each to play in the game? You know, Capital One just paid the Orange Bowl where Florida State had the entire team opt out. 
Capital One pays about $25 million a year to be the naming rights for the Orange Bowl. You know, take four and a half million bucks and pay every starter $100,000 to play in the game. And maybe they'll say yes. Maybe that's an idea. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, I mean, seriously, like, if you want these games to matter, not even matter. If you want players to play, yeah. you know, if you tell the kid, hey, I'm going to pay 20 you. Grand. We, t- 20 grand. 20 grand. I mean, that, I mean and, 30. I don't whatever. know. Whatever. But even if you're taking 100 grand each, it's only 4 million out of the 25 million you're getting for the bowl. All right, I want to find out. I just want to find out what the commanders are up to. Are find they out. laying down? Are they playing people? Are they going to try to save Ron Rivera's job? Who's going to be the quarterback? Who are they looking to draft at number 2? Little Cowboys Commanders preview with our DC insider next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Cowboys, Commanders, Sunday afternoon right here on DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. We are your home of America's team. I'm Sean Treif alongside RJ Choppy and our Cowboys insider Bobby Belt. The spread is 13-0 Pro Bowlers for the Commanders this season. No Sam Howell. And Sam Howell is going to start. Mm. He's going to start this game. Uh, remember earlier in the year when people were saying they found their quarterback? Remember that was yeah. a storyline? That was sure. a narrative? Well, I don't think they found their quarterback. But Sam Howe ends up starting all the games this year for the Commanders. A little bit surprising, but Jacoby Brissett injuries, what a freaking hot mess as it always is. I just want to make sure, look, normally I would not get a guest on. Bobby asked me, over the weekend. You want to get someone on? You want to sit there and preview it? I'm like, for what? But because they're so off the radar and they're so terrible, I just want to figure out who they're playing. Are they starting anyone? What's the strategy? Are they going to lay down and quit? Are they fighting for Ron Rivera? Are they not fighting for Ron Rivera? Are they trading for Belichick? Any new differences that have been noticeable with this ownership change? I just, I just want to make sure there's no sneak attack for Sunday. It doesn't appear they've been fighting for Ron Rivera all year, so why start now? That's right. I mean, it's like you would think that you would fight for a coach who's on, a, on the hot seat all season long. They haven't, so why why start? That's not a coach who, though, I think is is going to th- – this is probably the last job he's oh, yeah. getting in the NFL. Like, not just head coaching job. I would imagine he's probably done after this. And so, I don't know, maybe they rally a little bit. Odds, by the way, odds, by the way, throughout the league, courtesy of Bet Online, Cowboys to win the NFC East, one to sixteen. Eagles are eight to one. NFC South, Tampa Bay two to five. The Saints thirteen to four. AFC South, Jags one to two. 
New Orleans 15 to 4. AFC East, the Bills are the favorite at 5 to 8, Miami 7 to 5. So, okay. man, how things got changed up in yeah. the NFC East. Yeah, they 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 did. That went, that went that happened quick. Like really really quick. I mean, the Eagles were like they were they were just a win away or a Cowboy loss away from clinching this thing weeks ago. And they couldn't get it done. They just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I mean cuz we remember we were talking about heading into the San Francisco game where it was like you know, who would you who who should they root for? Should you root for potentially Philadelphia? Like is the is the division already something that you're you're wiping away and saying it isn't going to happen? This is the expressway. We are commercial free for the next 35 minutes here on 105.3 The Fan. Let's bring in J.P. Finley from our sister station, The Fan in D.C. here on the DNM Leasing Hotline. Good morning, J.P. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Doing great, fellas. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for asking. What's the plan for the commanders, the way it looks, or the way that you're feeling they'll approach Sunday against the Cowboys with starters or backups? Oh, you know, the commanders will warm up in a stadium uh, about 50% full of Cowboys fans. By kickoff, it'll be 80% full of Cowboys fans. Um, The guys that play, the starters that play will play, but uh, we've already seen last week they started putting a bunch of guys on IR with the kind of injuries that if you're on a playoff team, you play through, but if you're on a 4-12 and team, you're done. Um Last week, they were without their two starting corners, Kendall Fuller and Benjamin St. Juice. I, I think those guys are on IR. I don't even think they'll be back. Um, a big one to watch is John Allen didn't practice yesterday. With um, They were describing it as a knee injury. Um, I kind of – now, he's gotten plenty of veterans days down the stretch here, but I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him this week. Um, Sam Howell's your starting quarterback. Your, your tackles are going to be two guys that – started their first games last week in Trent Scott and Cornelius Lucas. Um, Brian Robinson did play last week. You think you'd see him again. Terry McLaurin is a little less than 60 yards away for, for uh, from a thousand on the season. So you'd think they'd try to make an effort to get that done. Um, but you are seeing, I, I mean, at best, maybe ha- maybe like two thirds of the starters, that we're out there, the Thanksgiving game in Dallas, it's going to look different. What type of uh, year has Sam Howe had? And was there a belief at some point in time he was going to be the starting quarterback next season? How would you describe Howe's year? You know, there's certainly been some promise, certainly been some highs, but the lows have been uh, longer and and lower. Um, You know, even when things were going relatively well, a lot of it was volume dependent. Uh, uh, the offense they ran this year, I think, was far too pass happy. Um, Sam Howell, for most of the season, and I believe he still is, but certainly for most of the season, was leading the NFL in pass attempts by a fairly wide margin. Um, I know they're number one in the NFL in pass attempts at this point. Um, and that's just not the way you develop a young quarterback. Is I mean, they were one in pass attempts, 30th in rush attempts. And it was just – it was so – unbalanced that you saw him taking a ton of sacks. Um, As the season has progressed, they've kind of rebuilt the offense where he's taking fewer sacks, which is great, but he's turning the ball over a lot more. Um, He leads the NFL in interceptions. And if, um, if you just watch, I think part of getting drilled into his head to take fewer sacks, he's just bailing out of, clean or at least clean-ish pockets that veteran NFL players would, would stay in. Um, and in turn, the offense just isn't all that functional. Um, you know, he had back-to-back – he got benched in back-to-back weeks. They pulled him for Jacoby Brissett. And actually, last week they were going to go to Brissett, and Brissett tweaked his hammy. I watched Brissett yesterday. It looked like he's still moving around kind of tender. So it, so it will be uh, Howell again this week. There was a moment, though, because Howell started rough against the Niners last week, and then something, like, clicked back on in his head. He hit Brian Robinson for just a little check-down dump-off, got a good gain, and then was able to rattle off, like, four or five good good passes in a row. There's there's talent in that young man. Um, I, I feared, especially at halftime of that Jets game, where he was awful. He completed five of 19 passes in the first half. I kind of thought he was cooked and it was over. 
Um, so it, he's been really resilient, really tough. I, I because they're going to finish the season with a top three pick, maybe no, maybe number two overall. They've got to evaluate quarterbacks and see if you know maybe a, a, a real stud is is there for them. Um, but I think Sam will have a career in the NFL for a while, whether that's just like as a a good backup that, that gets it to the right spot or, or I kind of, obviously the draft position super different in that Baker was a number one overall pick, but I could see him having a similar career to Baker Mayfield. They're similar in build. Oh. Both have a strong arm and good feet, but sometimes just try to do too much. And, you know, Baker's had a good year this year and he's five, six years into his career and has had to bounce around a little bit. And maybe he's learned some stuff about himself. I, I can see that kind of trajectory. Go behind enemy lines with uh, J.P. Finley from D.C. here on 105 through the fans. So, in, in regards to that, with with Howell and the, and, and the draft and where they are, do you see a possibility where they try to move up to one and get Caleb, or is that not something they would go down that road and, and try to you know use resources to get up a, a spot? I don't. I, I it's too early to know because honestly, we don't know who's going to be calling the shots, right? Like we don't know. It's widely, widely, widely expected they're going to blow everybody out between Sunday night and Monday morning. And that means Ron Rivera, Marty Herney, Martin Mayhew, like all the staff that's assembled here is probably going to flip. And from what we understand about Josh Harris, the new owner, is he's an analytically based guy. I think if you just go off numbers, generally those those trades, uh, if you're at number two to go to number one, you've got to really, really love that player. And and I don't know, I I think Caleb's a stud, but I don't know that he put together the year this year that, that mandates you got to move up, especially when you got options. Like, I mean, you have two very distinct options behind Caleb in Drake may and um, the LSU kid Daniels and, and they're, they're different players and they can both help you. And um, I, I, I wouldn't expect that. And, And frankly, I, there's a weird thing in D.C. where you saw with Chase Young, you saw with Dwayne Haskins, guys that grow up here come back here and don't find a lot of success. And there's a lot of, you know, kind of theories around that. And, and I, I don't know what the answer is, but that that would be a factor for me is just, just knowing that. Because Caleb Williams grew up here, went to high school here. And, I mean, he, he literally moved to the opposite side of the country <laughs> for college. I think it tells you something. JP, how much do you think you're going to have to give up the number two pick, whatever else, in order to get Bill Belichick there? And how excited are you to cover stop. the Bill Belichick era in Washington? Just, just stop it. Just <laughs> stop it. Um, when this, when that nonsense was going around, whenever that was, like late October, I want to say, I checked with the source with new ownership, and they told me it was complete and utter BS. Wow. So I, be, I believe that. Um you know, I, I, just stop. Just stop it. <laughs> is this is this the we job? We got enough going on here. Is is but, this is this enemy's crack at a job? I don't think so. Um, I, I don't know, and and certainly he could get interviewed or something. But the results just haven't been good enough, and maybe that's not all his fault. But they're gonna. Last year they got rid of Scott Turner, and and there weren't a lot of people saying they shouldn't, but they finished with. Uh, I want to say it was 24th in points scored for the year and 21st in yards gained. Right now they're at 23rd in points scored and 21st in yards gained. Like it, they've, they've changed some pieces, but it's the same offense, the same results anyway. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think the enemy will probably be helped by this season by doing it without Mahomes, Kelsey, Reed around. And, and seeing what works early in the year, he was just super stubborn. Uh, that kind of changed over time. They've run the ball more. They try to protect Sam more. Um, I, I think he gets another OC job and is better because of this season. But I, I don't know how you could have watched this product all year and say, oh, that's our guy. But, JP, why do you think the Belichick stuff is so laughable that it wouldn't make sense for them? Um, I mean – not to compare the two because obviously Belichick's resume is, you know, unassailable, but they just had the old school defensive head coach in charge of everything for four years. And it, it's been forgettable. And, and Belichick's cut from the same cloth as Rivera. 
And I think if you look at Belichick's results in the post-Brady era, you're getting him for leadership, and certainly he can build a defense. There's all these things. But, like, that just doesn't seem what Washington needs. And if you look at the track record of this Harris group, now, granted, it's other sports. um, It it just – they they seem to want somebody that's highly analytical and and will stick to the numbers. And I don't think – if you look at Belichick's draft record and everything else, I, I don't think that's what's happened in New England. J.P. Finley from The Fan in D.C. here on Sean and RJ, 105.3 The Fan, our sister station, covering the Commanders. How shocked are you that the NFC East is where it is today, that the Eagles have gone through this and the Cowboys can win this thing with that win on Sunday? So definitely not shocked. Um, Before the year, I actually picked the Cowboys to win the division. And this is just like stupid, weird NFC's voodoo. But I'm a believer that nobody wins this thing back to back. It hasn't happened in 20 years or whatever, right? Um, It hasn't happened, I I believe, since my radio partner, Brian Mitchell, was playing for the Eagles. (laughs) And he's now now a grandfather, right? (laughs) Um, So I also, I thought, I I think Dallas is pretty damn good, especially when they get to play at home. And I, I'll, I'll confess that I hate to say that, but I, I think it's the truth. Um, and I think Philly had real problems, and you started to see them even early on when they got out to the 10-1. and one, It never seemed like they were playing their best football. And I, I saw it in person with Washington twice scoring 30 on them. And I was like, man, this defense is not very good. I didn't think their secondary was very good. I think their linebackers have really fallen apart. And, and the last month has just been – when things were when they were winning those games, it was like they would get into the fourth quarter and Jalen Hurts would just make enough plays to win. And, and I feel like that has kind of subsided. Um, and defensively, they're a mess. I, I like the Giants to at least cover, if not beat them this weekend. JP, obviously you can't – I mean, anything's more stable than what you all had with Dan Snyder, but can you tell already organizationally that things are just operating a little bit differently and, and better – uh, since that new ownership has come in? Yes, for sure. Um, I mean, just simple stuff. Like not, you know, it's night and day to compare something with how frequently you guys get to talk to Jerry, but we had zero contact with ownership. Like, even just polite, you know, exchange pleasantries on the sideline of practice kind of stuff. Like, there was none of that. We were completely shut out. That has already changed, right? Like, there's just, there's just adult civil conversations that, <laughs> that that just make things easier to, to operate. Um, and, and I think you've seen stuff in the stadium, you've seen stuff on the road, and, and I think you'll continue to see, I, you know, when they bought the team, they got it a week before training camp opened. And they already, like, kind of overhauled the training camp experience for fans, just simple stuff like putting in bleachers and bringing in more food trucks. I mean, really low-hanging fruit. I think you'll continue to see that. Um, But when they got the team, they really – it was too late for them to do much. I think we're going to really learn a lot um, over the next six weeks, two months, uh, maybe before the combine, before you really got to kind of lock in with what you've got, about what kind of staff they want to build, what kind of team they want to build, all of those things. And, you know, I I think it's possible – it's probably a long – it's probably – going to take a year or two especially depending on what happens in the quarterback position but ideally they get to be a, a functioning high functioning playoff caliber organization again that, that that fans in this city certainly deserve what's your best or worst snyder story um the first time we ever spoke to one another and, and i had been on the beat probably like two years um so where the team's facility is about like 30 miles west of the city and where I live is basically in the city. I live inside the Beltway. Well, well. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. But cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so they're like out kind of towards the mountains in Ashburn. And me and another reporter were walking to the bubble for an indoor practice saying how it's always like five degrees colder out here in Ashburn. Right. Yeah. And we were just kind of BSing about that. And, and we – Unbeknownst to us, Snyder's behind us, and he's a shorter dude, and he kind of has to, like, 
really shuffle his hips to pass us. And it's like a, a singular sidewalk walking into a revolving door to get into the bubble. And he passes us and he turns to look at us as he's really speed walking. And he goes, you two are bleeping idiots and just storms off into the bubble. <laughs> like, All right. Thanks, dude. <laughs> wow. And you ever got, yeah. you, you were always aware that he was like monitoring or sending messages behind the scenes and interfering with stuff with the broadcasting or the message that got out? Yeah, you know, at, at least, so the biggest entity up here is the Washington Post, right? And early in his tenure, he declared war on the Washington Post. Um, but as far as like my reporting, my broadcasting, I'll say this, Bruce Allen when he took over and that was like, when I was on the beat was primarily the Bruce days. Like I was too young prior than that. They generally didn't care what was said. Hmm. Now they, they'd randomly get up in arms about certain things. Um, but we, it's been, you know, the fire hose has been open on criticism in Washington for a while. And, and, and I think that's really one of the biggest problems of the Snyder era is they, they were surrounded by such an inner circle of sycophants that they just ignored everything. And you know how like people say that, you know, criticism is being a hater. Like that was their, that was their MO is just any sort of criticism just didn't understand what they were doing. Like, like they were accomplishing things at a high level. Um, and, but you could be critical. Now there were other, like, you know, the internal broadcasts and they tried to like buy a radio station and then they had to sell it. There's all sorts of stuff like that. That was a disaster. Um, but, you know, as far as what I said, what I wrote, it was always, I, I, I don't know. I, I just I just went for it and never really got my hand slapped. More than happens probably most places, I'd say. You know, I mean, there's a there's kind of a natural friction between reporter and, and team PR apparatus. But um, I'll give Bruce, at least Bruce credit, he had thick skin about most of it. JP, thank you so much for the time, man. Uh, congrats on getting through another miserable season, and we'll catch up with you down the road. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. Take care. JP Finley, uh, Commander's Insider from our sister station in Washington. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Expressway commercial free continues. Let's check on the neighborhood. We need to take people out of their bubbles and their safe place and make them think about the world we live in. You are fake news. So what do you guys hear? What's the scuttlebutt? So I need the help of the social assassins out there. Choppy, you you said you had become a social assassin. And this is a this is a real neighborhood watch today. It's a work in progress. We, we, we've got some neighborhood headlines, but I've got a, a specific issue that I've run into. We obviously changed apartments recently, changed units. For no and, reason. Uh, no, ultimately, <laughs> you know what? I, I paid the rent the other day. It was cheaper. I don't know how. I think they made a mistake, but it was cheaper. So I don't know what went on there. Um, maybe they gave us a discount for the uneven floors that we have in there. Or Actually, the domestic uh, violence next to you. That, that could be domestic it. domestic violence discount. Yep, yep. We got the... <laughs> DVD. Uh, yeah, the backhanded discount. Uh, we, <laughs> Literally. We, we, we were... Uh, we, we've noticed that the unit above us because we're on the bottom floor, the unit above us is some heavy-footed neighbors. And I don't just mean... Like your feet? I don't mean... No, I mean, I don't just mean stomping like the way I stomp around a building. I mean, this is... It sounds like people are crashing into walls at like 11 o'clock at night. Really? Every single night. I mean, just... It is heavy. And so they have young kids, a couple young kids. It's a married couple. And... Kristen thinks it's just their kids bouncing off the walls, basically, late at night, do whatever, because it's it's very loud. So Kristen has, for weeks now, been like, I'm going to go up there. I got I to say something. I, I don't know how to say it, but I'm going to say it. And so she's been developing this idea in her head of how she's going to address this and how she's going to say, you guys need to be quiet because it's right above our daughter's room. They're trying to go to sleep, yeah. and they're coming out going, Mommy, it's loud. I'm hearing people stomp or whatever else. Wow. So... 
we're as Kristen has been developing this, uh, New Year's Eve, we get a knock on the door, and it is the upstairs neighbors, and they're bringing us a tray of goodies that they've made. Oh. And they're saying, Happy New Year. Just, you know, hope it's a great year for you guys. Genius. Wife made some snacks. Genius. Hope you guys are great. And they How walk out. How did you out. know it was them? Uh, because we've seen them before. We just didn't. We haven't really. I think we said hi the very first day, but we ah. haven't really interacted since then. And Kristen, like, closes the door after taking them, and she turns around, and she's like, F. Yeah. She's yeah. like, now how yeah. do I do it? I should have done this a week ago. Now I look like just a total jackass if I go up there and say, you guys are too loud. So my question for the truckwreck.com fan text, and for you gentlemen here, is how do you address this? I, I know you would call the cops. Choppy, how would you address <laughs> this? This is uh, this is this is very. So, is your apartment complex set up to where, if you were to, so we had this problem at Sarah's uh, place. The guy above her, or the girl, whoever, mm-hmm. would p- pace the entire apartment. The apartment was such that you could like walk through the bathroom, in the bedroom, through another door, and make a complete circle. And there was some kind of like anxiety issue that the guy would just pace oh, the entire okay. time. You I do heard, that. Dum. It would just be like that. Pay, and this would go on for hours. So, but her part was set up to where if she complained to the front office, there was no way for that person to know exactly if it was her or the person next to her that was complaining. So at least you had a plausible deniability that it wasn't you. Right. That's great. Is yours set up to where there's no chance that they know it's not you complaining? I don't know. And I'm kind of hoping through this segment that they'll put it together. I'm hoping they're listeners they and they'll know who they'll you see. are. I mean, I don't know. Doesn't everybody? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I would. Kristen's thing is, I don't think she wants to go to the complex with it. I think she wants to go to them and just deal with them instead of like, well, let's involve the office or let's like set a precedent with the office that this is these people have problems being quiet. I think she just wants to go up to them and say like, hey, can you guys just be a little quiet? But she doesn't know how to do that without coming off as rude. Right. Okay, well, I don't know why you ask anyone else. I'm the one who got rid of uh, the nightclub next to me. Right. A um, couple different options. Uh, you do call the office. Buy a house is the most popular. That's right. Yeah, that's the easiest one. Text, by the way. Uh, you do tell the office and ask not to be identified, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, you leave an anonymous note or you write out a note with Kristen's name on it. <laughs> Because she wants to address them straight up. And if you don't want to have the conversation or the confrontation, just be like, hey, you know, I I just need to ask, like, is there any way my daughter has been complaining? I haven't heard it, but my blame it on your daughter. Oh, yeah. Throw your daughter under the bus. Which one? Whoever ruined it or whoever you uh, don't, whoever has my chair. Laura's been a real snob. Whoever whoever has the chair. That's coming back. Whoever has the chair. Kristen set that by the door. I just forgot to bring it. Okay, so whatever daughter you want to throw under the bus. Uh, say, hey, she's been complaining to me. I haven't really heard it, but she she's not sleeping at night. Like, I just wanted to bring it to your attention uh, and leave that anonymous or with Kristen's name on it. Or you hope that they're Tolos and that they correct it just like that. Now, here's the the other problem. If they are Tolos, there is a 50% chance that they will stomp louder when they find out it's me. Maybe. Do they look like people that you could hang out with? What do you mean? Do they look like people? Like, like are they younger? <laughs> are you not going to trap me, Kevin? Are they losers? Kevin Hagman. Yeah, are they losers? They look like losers. Do they look like someone that you they all could grab like, drinks with, uh, no, or not, like watch a game? No, or? They, they, they 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 strike me as just kind of like like the little bit that we've passed them in interaction yeah. and the, and their habits that I've noticed of that when they're home when they're not they strike me as just kind of. Nine to five, working, just trying okay. to get through the week. Okay. Is is uh, okay? So this, you assume this is coming from like their child's room. Are it's the, just it, all over, and so Kristen assumes it's like kids running, basically, because it's it, it's, it's be all over the floor. Plate. And, and the truckwreck.com fantastic carpeting, all CPS carpeting. No, everywhere. that's Peyton. at least I know ours. In ours, CPS. Jeez, <laughs> Peyton got it. I know that was a good one. I'm in, gonna do that. In ours, it's like. It's mostly tile. Oh, oh wow. So, no, but I'm saying that it's not carpeted. That's and so it's like the doom, doom, doom. Yeah. And so, oh. I don't know. Some just people buy a big carpet and like leave it at their door, like a big roll. Like just or here's, get those, a, here's uh, a nice, those, those mats, those like those big mats. Slide it under their door. Connect to each other. There we go. There that, you go. That's what, yeah, the little foam ones that yep. they have at like uh, child gyms or yep. whatever. Now, see, a lot of people on the fan text are saying like, this is just the reality of you living in an apartment. You have to deal with people who are loud above you and you just have to live with that. Yeah. It's just, but it, that's what these softies also told me. They call me, 
you know, uh, a rat. Mm-hmm. They called me because, you know, at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m., the, the club next to me, and they're like, just take it. Just And I'm yeah. like, no, you're a beta. I'm an alpha. What, <laughs> you got to go. And what, I won. What you, what you really could do, like, you could, in an, an easy way to confront is to make a joke out of it. Instead of saying it's an actual problem, uh, yeah. like, what time is the party? Like, man, what you guys doing up there? <laughs> yeah. Y'all got a wrestling club up there? Yeah, what the hell's yeah, you, going on? You guys, you guys training elephants up here? Who's What's gonna going to be on? in the Olympics? <laughs> yeah, you got Bella Caroli up here? <laughs> Tap dancing all the time. What's going on up there? Peyton, who's Bella Caroli? Uh, sprinter. <laughs> Trust me, Bella ain't never ran anywhere. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, all right. Well, the suggestions are great. I appreciate them on the truckcrack.com fan ticks. RJ, why did you not tell us about the train that came careening into your backyard? I didn't know about it. So there was a train Until, derailment. I, mean, I knew about it now, but I didn't know about it at the time. There is a train derailment that's under investigation in Roanoke. This is apparently a busy stretch of Roanoke. Uh, US 377. You, you, you drive that it, one it, listen, frequently? Listen, I have such disdain for the uh, Burlington Northern Santa Fe Union Pacific Railroad. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are screwing up the entire town. Well, the railroad was here first, so we don't have to stop. Yeah, this train, Sean, just stops. In the middle of the track, it just it doesn't slowly roll. It just stops to the point where you can't cross the street. You can't get out. Wow! If you're stuck, all right. And, then, Dude, and, and if you get stuck while this thing is crossing, like around my house, it, I've never yeah. have. But delivery people, it adds at least. I'm not exaggerating. Ten minutes. Oh, it's been stopped for ninety minutes. It just stops. <laughs> all right. And and I've I've contacted the mayor, Scooter. Okay, I've contacted you, and I asked him about this, and he goes, "Well, I was told by Union Pacific that the railroad was here first, so they're not going to change anything, and they're going to keep doing what they're doing, and they're not going to build a bridge, and it's caused construction delays, like thirty month construction delays." Don't get me started. I'm almost glad it derailed. Whoa, oh, I didn't say it was. Oh, I didn't say it. <laughs> I said I'm almost. Big, I'm almost G- glad it big derailed. Big G-Bag Nation energy here, like wishing injuries and stuff like that. Uh, this was US 377 and Denton Street, 3.30 in the morning the other day. Derailed apparently. Now, now they're still investigating. But a, a, a local resident there who talked to somebody at the train was like, yeah, the thing just froze. It was so damn cold. The switch froze and we weren't able to throw it. And the, the train just went straight off the rails. But this is something interesting I did not know. First off, did you know that there were 742 derailments last year? Two a day? Yeah, so this is what I, my buddy, old Conspiracy Coleman, uh, <laughs> my friend, everything is a Bryson's gover- dad? Yes. Yes. Everything is a big conspiracy. Sounds back, like a Vanderbilt alum. Back me. when all the uh, the trains were taken. No, this guy's not smart enough to ever <laughs> get near Vanderbilt. Um, but he was like, why is this happening? Why is this just magically happening? All these trains are falling off the tracks and getting derailed. Did we ever get an answer to that? I mean, fair and interesting question. No, you know what? No, it, it was it was down. It could not have been two a day though. You that had seven hundred forty. No. no, this is what the the this is notes from the Federal Railroad Administration. Okay, these are numbers from the government that they had seven hundred forty two derailments last year. That was actually down from twenty twenty two when it was twelve hundred. What? 1,200 derailments, almost four a day were derailing. And Texas is third in the United States in derailments. I haven't heard of a train derailment here. I didn't, you didn't know about this. It was in your neighborhood. Yeah, I knew about like that, like later that day. And it was like, oh, like it happened, but whatever. You know, was it a slight derailment or the thing is tipped to the side over? Two of the cars. Because if this happens near my house, uh, then. We'll have, you'll be renaming yeah. the show. Oh, they're about to get some down. lawsuit money. It will be bought. No, I'll be dead. Oh, well. Like, no lawsuit. Yeah. Night nights. They yeah. shut down like 377 for 12 hours. Wow. Like, it, in order to get this thing out, it was like two or three cars were like completely tipped over. Maybe more than that. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I guess they've said that could be anything from like debris on the. I mean, there's millions of miles of track. But still, I didn't know there was one train derailment last year much less 742 yeah. of them, and that Texas was third in the country behind Illinois and Pennsylvania. That's wild to me. Uh, another note here really quickly, uh, and this is not train derailments, but it's uh, equally pricey and damaging to your vehicle. Plano potholes are a big problem, apparently. Like, their roads are so terrible yeah. that drivers are going through Plano, hitting these potholes, damaging their vehicles, losing tires. Well, Plano, it's become such an issue that the city has now actually opened up a portal page where you can get reimbursed for your car repairs if their potholes damage your oh, vehicle, wow. which I think is a nice city service, and we need more of that. Well, we need more of it right here. The road, I don't know what you're driving on, Bobby. Oh, 
McKinney F. Yes. McKinney F. Turning oh, into this station. I don't ride in the lane. I, I have to. I, I don't know what lane. You, the middle one and the right one, both awful. Yeah, I, I kind of stay between the lanes just to avoid the pot because I know where they are now. I'm like, I'm like Mario Kart weaving my way Dude, through that thing. It's I, awful. I've I've taken McKinney, but like I've recently started to think I think I'm just going to go up to Fitzhugh and loop around. Right, Pepe, do you do you come up? McKinney? Yeah, I go McKinney because I take the exit right over here and then just take a right, I guess, on McKinney and then go that way, which I have issues with people going the wrong way. It happened like oh, last week. Yeah. I see lights and I go, uh, that's not supposed to happen, and they're yeah. going the wrong way. And how's the old Shelby deal with that? The old Shelby. It's, Cam- it's Camaro, right? Oh, Camaro. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's fine. She's great. Real quick on the train derailment stuff. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the people who are conductors saying most train derailments, and they count them, are at the, the, the switch yard where they're switching – tracks doing like less than three miles an hour so they're not like traveling oh and derail they're like barely moving they're okay. trying to connect the trains and they derail okay good so hopefully that well, that's what better. they want you to believe hopefully that that's happens. what they want you to believe oh, there you go that'll happen away from my house so good um <laughs> all right i don't know how we're gonna do it but peyton has been tasked with the assignment of a cowboys commander's high love next on sean and rj Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.